it's recording. Why is the metronome on? Okay. Well, welcome to another episode of the Nitro Performance Guide. I'm your host, TJ, the Nitro Performance Guy. Uh, it's been a long time. I know. I know. Uh, but the first thing I'll just say, and we won't get too far into it, we got a lot to talk about today. Uh, but take care of your mental health, folks. Make sure you're taking care of you. Make sure you are, you know, it's not selfish to take care of yourself. Uh, you can't pour from an empty cup. So, uh, you got to take care of yourself. And that's all I'm going to say. I was doing that. And so, but I've been watching drag racing the whole time. <laughs> I've been preparing for the moment that I will come back on the airways again. So, I've been watching. I've been preparing. It's also September, people. The countdown to the championship has begun with the conclusion of Indy, the Power Brokers' 68th annual Power Brokers U.S. Nationals. The countdown has begun. We got the first races this weekend. We got testing happening. How about TSR? Tony Stewart Racing is at IRP. Currently, Lucas Oil, Indianapolis Raceway Park, testing getting ready for the countdown he's got his two nitro cars out there so people are people i mean the countdown is what you save your best parts for and i am so blessed to have a race on that on that circuit the countdown to the championship the midwest nationals is a few weeks away i can't wait i'm so excited uh it's going to be a good time we're going to have full nighttime header fire like you know the session starts at seven local time so i'm it's starting to get dark at like 7 15 so as it gets close to the end of september it's gonna start getting darker even earlier so i'm very excited about that uh but like i said we got a lot to talk about we have a lot to talk about so the u.s nationals was last weekend and it was the first real u.s nationals we've had in a long time folks it, i mean it was we had five qualifying sessions for the pros. We had two nitro shootouts. Uh, we were just finishing up the top fuel one from Gainesville when uh, rain prevented that. Uh, but we saw the full nitro funny car call out, all-star, pep boys, all-star call out. Such So great to have them on board with the sport. They're really doing great things for the sport. We had qualifying drama. Uh, you know, and, and, and we also had race day. I mean, it was a fast weekend. I mean, we're talking about, you know, you, this is what you're going to see. This is what you're going to see uh, moving forward in the countdown. You, you're going to see 380s in the funny cars, uh, and, and you're going to be seeing 360s in the top fuel cars. I mean, you, if you're, your car is not running in the 60s in top fuel, let's just start there. You know, you, you guys know how we do it, how I do it here. Um, you know, it's loose. Um, but I got things to say. <laughs> so, uh, top fuel specifically, if your car is not running in the three, six point three point six second zone, you, you're going to get beat. I mean, you might get beat. I mean, now it's, it's, we, we, we didn't do a, um, I didn't come on for the, uh, Brainerd race, but I have the numbers here, folks. And there were some very, very, very great runs made that weekend. How about Josh Hart, folks? 
He is coming alive. 366 and Brainerd changed his program, Tony Pedragon said. I mean, he's consistently in the top five in every single session. Uh, it's, it's very impressive. I, everyone who listens, they know I am a big fan of Josh Hart. He's a stand-up guy, and he drives the wheels off of that thing. I mean, I tell you what, that's a great situation he has over there. Uh, and then Alan Johnson and Doug Kalitta kind of starting to, you know, uh, not dominate. I would not say that. I would say they are starting to uh, find their own. They're starting to be a little bit more consistent, making uh, fast runs, uh, quick runs in the low 70s and, you know, uh, approaching the 60s. But getting to the point where, you know, you know where you kind of have to be in top fuel right now. You kind of have to be in the in the low 70s. 360. I mean, that's what it's going to take in the countdown. I mean, we know that the 360 amazing runs are not just reserved for qualifying. <laughs> that's used, that used to be how it, you know, how it went. You know, you, you'd see the best runs on qualifying, the lowest runs in qualifying. But, folks, they're running those same numbers on race day. I mean, last year at Gateway, Brittany, 364. Her qualifying effort was a 366. The previous uh, run she made with next to Mike Salinas, who I think ran a three sixty uh, three seventy one, uh, but you know, but Mike Salinas was on the pole that day, that that uh, weekend with that three sixty five that Alan Johnson tuned him to. So we kind of have to we we kind of know what is here, uh, and we know there's tuners that like to get aggressive, very very aggressive. <laughs> And that's going to, you know, that's going to be what it takes moving forward. I mean, in funny car as well. I mean, uh, it's a like it's crazy to look at the funny car performance. Like, um, how about we're just going to jump around? I mean, we'll, well, we'll get there. We'll get there. I, I will get there. Well, let me go in order. So first, we had to finish up the top fuel all star call out race from uh, Gainesville. So basically how it worked, folks, is there were eight top fuel drivers chosen and they all called the first well the first four qualifiers one two three and four got to choose who they wanted to race and so obviously the others didn't get to choose uh but just a quick uh breakdown of how it shaped down in the first round we had justin ashley he defeated doug kalitta with a 372-2 this is back from uh, Gainesville, but we have to jump back here and talk about the performance because that's what I do here. Here we go. Justin Ashley, 3.722, 330.96 miles per hour next to Doug Kalitta, who fouled out, gave up a 3.718 solid run, 330.47 miles per hour. Mike Salinas would defeat Sean Langdon, 3.709, 332.10 miles per hour. Uh, over Sean Langdon, who broke while he was staging. Brittany Force in the left lane defeated Antron Brown in the right. How about a 3.68 for 337.75 miles per hour next to Antron's 505 at 168. So 
so he wasn't singing to the finish line. We all know that. Steve Torrance gets the win over Leah Pruitt, 3.697, miles per hour. Okay, so everybody's talking about how, you know, Steve Torrance hasn't won and how he hasn't, you know. But this is, look at the only two cars in that first round. Just had to stop for a, for a second. Look at the first, the only two top fuel cars that were in the 60s in that round were Steve Torrance and Brittany Forrest. Please don't worry about Steve Torrance because we, he can run those low 60s too. He just doesn't pop them out like, you know, David Grubnick does, you know. Uh, Bobby and, 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 you know, they, they don't run that car that way all the time, but they can, they have the ability. They can run right with Brittany. Don't, don't, don't let anybody fool you. There's a way to tune these top fuel cars and everybody knows how to get more, a little bit more aggressive. You open up some flows, you get a little bit more aggressive on the primary clutch or the secondary clutch or how quickly you apply that 12,000 horsepower to the racetrack. It all depends on the race conditions it all depends on the track temperature uh it's it's a lot about the track temperature <laughs> like you know uh th that's what i've you know grown to understand as i've been studying this because i don't just watch drag racing and have a podcast i am a student lifelong student i always learn i'm absorbing the numbers i'm looking at the trends I watch the cars go down the racetrack intimately and i understand the cars intimately and i understand I mean, we talk nitro here, folks. Hey, you know, I, I brought up, you know, I bring up pro stock bike and pro stock car in the, in the finals. But we talk nitro here. What is the name of the show? Nitro Performance Guide. Okay. I'm just had to make sure. All right. <laughs> had to make sure we, we remember here. All right. So. We got to fast forward to now. There's a written, and then you probably go, okay. Why is he talking about stuff from, from Gainesville? We're talking. This is the indie show, man. Hey, I got you. So the the rain, like I said, had prevented the the race from being completed. So the U.S. National 68th Annual Dodge Power Brokers U.S. Nationals, yes, has to continue at Indy. What a great place to like. Come on, like you know, like. I'm not going to be one to to not critique NHRA when they deserve it cuz there's a lot that they can that 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 I can blame them for <laughs> but I don't uh they're the sanctioning body uh but I still do have some you know things that I would suggest they do differently you know I'm certainly not as as my boy D Bland says not an NHRA apologist <laughs> I call it like I see it and I shoot straight uh but so there are some questionable choices that NHRA has made as uh you know um over the course of a few years but you know as as a person in the media of this sport you know or on the way to that you know or I report this sport I report on this sport you know there's a lot of things that you know I feel like we have platforms and we you know we use them to say what we need to say but you know so I say all of that to say, <laughs> I say all of that to say, this was a great decision having the the second and uh, second slash semifinals and finals at Indy. Like I think that was a great decision. Like that was 
I mean, it's a no-brainer. It's the biggest race of the year. Why wouldn't you put it here? There was, you know, I believe there was a one time where there was, it had to be both Top Fuel and Funny Car at, at Indy because they used to run uh, the Top Fuel one somewhere else and then Funny Car was Indy. Uh, their their shootout race was Indy. And then the others, uh, but then they, it, it's been all over the place over the course of the years. But I'm, I, like I said, I say all of that to say this was awesome. This was a great decision uh, by the NHRA to move the, um, it's a no-brainer. It, it really is. Uh, so Steve Torrance in the left lane defeats Justin Ashley, calls him out, and defeats him 3.701 at 329.10 miles per hour to uh, Justin Ashley getting off the line. Hey, how about a baby hole shot? A true baby hole shot for Steve Torrance. 37 to a 41. That's not often that we got. We, hey, we got all-star numbers here, man. <laughs> I'm going to just tell y'all, you know, I have to keep stopping. And you know how we do. We get through everything, though. The the Christmas tree, when you when you got top fuel cars popping 30s off the tree, man, they are ready. They look. That's what it's going to take in the countdown. If you want a championship, you better be running 40s and 30s off the light. That Just consistently. Like, that's where you live in top fuel. Anything else is kind of a bad job of red light. You know, I agree with that, you know. A 10 in a top fuel car, a funny car. Um, you must have had the thing staged with the with the rear tires. But, you know, <laughs> you, no. And you're allowed to, but you cheat your elapsed time. And I'm a performance guy, so I am I care about the numbers. But anyway, uh, 329 to uh, Justin Ashton, who that was a, it was a solid run. 3.721, 323.74 miles per hour. And in the next one... Brittany Forrest deletes Mike Salinas. How about not full song through the finish line? 401, 230 to Mike Salinas, who was having more problems, 792 at 84 miles per hour. In the final, we got Steve Torrance and Brittany Forrest. How about Steve Torrance going to get the win over Brittany Forrest? 43 to an 81 off the line. So that's a huge chunk of change. Uh, off the line that Brittany had to to make up. Now she's got the car. We all know that she's got the she's got the power to to run down anybody. Uh, but it was just Steve was a lot quicker on the racetrack as well. Uh, 3.692, 329.02 miles per hour. So consistently in that 329, just right there, you know, just right on the edge. Because you know 369 is a great run, but it's not a 366. You know, so there's you could there's a little bit more out there, maybe. But, you know, they were trying to get the round win. That's what happened to Brittany Forrest. How about a three point seven oh four three hundred thirty point three one miles per hour? So she popped into that three thirty, but three twenty nine, three thirty like that's, you know, three twenty eight is right where you start to say, OK, they're getting it. You know, the low three twenties are good, too, but it's just. Just not as aggressive. Like, it's just different ways to run the car. But look at Justin Ashley, 3.721. That's a solid uh, run. Only going 3.23, you know. So, just saying. Different ways. Different ways to do it. All right. So, we covered the top fuel all-star call-out by Pep Boys. It was a great, great thing to see. It was a very great side-by-side drag race uh, watching... Um, 
Steve Torrance get down there with the header flames up. I mean, it was it was it was a solid race. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, it was definitely a solid race. Side so panel to panel, panel to panel. Y'all know that's what I say here. All right, let's talk about the Funny Car All Star Shootout Round One at Indianapolis. The Pet Boys sponsored specialty race. So. Again, I said that, you know, it was a performance situation all weekend. I mean, it was fast. Uh, the track temp was down. There was a lot of track. Uh, there was a lot of, um, what, what was I going to say? Oh, cloud cover. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of cloud cover uh, this weekend, and, and they like that. They like that. So we're going to talk about it. So how about, um, let me see. All right, so you'll know the call-outs by who's, who's lined up next to each other. Because <laughs> I was trying to remember. That's why I got quiet. But I didn't write it down. It's okay. We're going to go. Cruz Pedregon and John Foyce, tell me the last time you've heard these two line up, right? The, no one in Nitro has run more than these two. Uh, it was 76 degrees the relative humidity was 77 percent the barometer was reading 3004 the adjusted altitude was 2754 2754 feet the track temperature was 99 degrees it's getting the good the, the you, i don't know what i was about to say but you know the getting was good that's what i was trying to say hello anyway Forced with a slight starting line advantage and never trail for the win. How about 3.931, 327.82 miles per hour to Cruz Petragon. Solid effort. Three uh, or 403, 3.11. He had he was probably going through some issues there because that car can run well. Um, 53 to a 60 on the tree. John Forrest had him. I bet he had the thing in a little bit. I don't have the incrementals, but I'm sure he did. Uh, with the three, with just the 393 with those conditions. Danny Hood is a fairly aggressive a tuner, so I know that was very close to probably low six, uh, low uh, 90s, even if not in the 80s. Uh, so in the next one, we got Robert Hyde, his teammate, and Bob Task of the third. Here we go. 66 to a 61. Robert Hyde was second off the line, but he was first to the he was first. To the finish line 3.870 332.26 miles per hour tasca had a slight starting line advantage but he was up in smoke right at the hit height launched hard and kept all eight hitting straight down the groove he matches his quickest pass of the weekend for the win in the next one we got ron caps and tim wilkerson if i hadn't said it already a uh, big shout out to drag race central uh for the uh, numbers they're fabulous. I love how you uh, how you guys arrange it. Very nice. I love it. My numbers of choice. I, I still use the NHRA ones as well, but uh, I do like what uh, what's happening over there at Drag Race Central, so I appreciate all of this. It's great. It's giving me good stuff. So, Ron Caps and Tim Wilkerson. How about a pretty good side-by-side -side drag race? Well, I mean, 3.920, 329 for Tim Wilkerson. He will not win the race how about 3.864 at 333.58 miles per hour for ron caps how about that uh tim wilkerson was first off the line uh but caps had the lead um by 100 feet and never trailed for the win caps makes the quickest pass of the weekend for the win 
the margin of victory was 23 feet. Uh, in the last pair in the first round, we had Matt Hagen and Alexis DeJoy. Matt Hagen is going to get the win. 3.895 at 334 0.15 miles per hour. You know these funny cars like those big 330 speeds. They are huge at this time of the year. Um, Alexis DeJoya did not get down there under power. 741 at 92 miles per hour. So, Hagen with the starting line advantage and he never trailed for the win. DeJoya started to shake and clicked it off. Caps will get the pick and he picks John Forrest. So, Height and Hagen will be the other pair in the next round of the Pep Boys All-Star Callout. Speaking of, here it is. <laughs> we got Robert Height and Matt Hagen. How about Robert Height's not going to get the win, folks? Set 10, 11, 9, 82 miles per hour. His previous best was at 87 with a three, uh, 332. But Matt Hagen is going to get the win. 408 or 418, excuse me, 255, 73. The weather conditions it hasn't changed much. It's gone up two degrees, 78 degrees, relative humidity 75%. Let me see if it's gone up. The humidity has gone up. Let me see. No, it's the humidity's actually gone down a little bit. Uh, barometer is still the same. Uh, the, the altitude, the adjusted altitude is different. 2,969 feet. The air temperatures, uh, the air or the track temperature <laughs> is 106 degrees. Okay, so Matt Hagen, 418. Hagen with a couple ticks on the tree and never trail for the win. As height is up in smoke right at the hit and clicks it off. Hagen started to shake around half track but stayed with it for the win. He stayed in it, never lift. That's Dodge Power Brokers' uh, motto: <laughs> never lift. Uh, but sometimes you got to live, <laughs> but anyway, uh, he gets the win. He's in the right lane in the next pair. We got Ryan caps and John Forrest. These two have the, the only people that have matched more are John Forrest and Cruz Pedregon, but Ron caps and John Forrest have matched up the second most amount of time in nitro funny car history. Uh, which is amazing. That's crazy. Uh, Ron caps has been next to John Forrest for a lot of his, uh, history or uh, record-breaking runs and things that have milestones. That's the word I was looking for. Uh, Ron Caps has been in the other lane. So it's it's nice that Ron Caps got his own uh, milestone this weekend that we'll talk about. Uh, Ron Caps is going to get the win. 3.896, 59 miles per hour. John Forrest does not get down the racetrack under power. 516, 4, or 147.65. Forrest had the starting line advantage, 40 to a 62, uh, and then started to lose traction. Caps la uh, launched hard and kept it hooked up to make the quickest pass of the round for the uh, win and lane choice in the final. Hey, how about a 360, uh, 366? That's not 366. This isn't top fuel yet. Uh, but I might be getting ahead of myself because there was 366 run this week. <laughs> All right, 386 for 333. How about 3.896? That's not far off. That's three hundredths off the previous run. So, like, you talk consistency, you, you're getting it. Once you can get in, the, in that zone of consistency, you're, you're hitting it, man. I'll tell you what. So, in the final, we got former teammates – 
Ron Caps for Ron Caps Motorsports, Napa Auto Parts, Gear Wrench, that GR Toyota Supra, and Matt Hagen for the Dodge Power Brokers at the Dodge Power Brokers Nationals in the Hellcat wide body for Dodge. How about this was a great side by side drag race? 3.9 flat for Matt Hagen's not going to get it done. 328. How about Ron Cash, 3.936 at 330.47 miles per hour. So quicker but losing. 26 off the line. He said he apologized at the far end of the racetrack. He said that that's we don't race like that. Not that he was down in anybody that does because <laughs> we all know who does. No, but uh, he was saying, you know, we, we don't do that. or And so he was apologizing and saying it wasn't really a whole shot. But he left first, you know. So he might have just been a little closer to the finish line, you know, rolling it in a little bit more. But, I mean, I'll tell you what, you know, he still got it. The air conditions were 79. Uh, the barometer had went down a little bit, 29.99. The adjusted altitude had went up by a lot, 3,115 uh, 3, feet, and the track temperature was 108. So it was still pretty good out there. Uh, we see a 390 flat, 3.900, 328, and a 330 in the other lane, you know. The 393, yeah, he was probably running close to what Matt Hagen was running as well. Um, so, Caps with the starting line advantage and power and had the power to hold on for the whole shot win in a close one. Ron Caps, margin of victory, huh, two feet at the other end of the racetrack. 44 thousandths of a second. Caps wins the first Pep Boys All-Star Call out trophy and money. He gets it done. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. Ron Caps had a great weekend. We're going to continue talking about it. We're going to continue talking about it. So, how about we had some qualifying, too. You're like, you're like what didn't y'all have this weekend, okay? Well, we had drama. We had drama. We had drama. So let's get back to the performance because that's what we talk about here. Here we go. I just uh, picked out. This is what I did with qualifying. I just picked out a couple notable runs in each session. Uh, and then we have the we'll have the sheet that we'll talk about a little bit. And then we'll get right into race day. Uh, this is a five-day race, folks, a full Indianapolis race like this is still the biggest race of the year i think at some point there were four thousand one hundred four runs made by the point that they were in the weekend i think that was like the top few uh semifinal hadn't started yet so there were still cars that needed to go down the racetrack <laughs> four th over four thousand runs that's incredible okay so i We'll see the reasons, uh, but we're going to talk about some performance. Again, we got the countdown started, guys. This is not a game. Like, the countdown has begun. We'll talk about the points and all that good stuff, but listen, like, the performance, you got to bring it. Uh, it was 70 degrees this run. This was the – this is Funny Car Qualifier number two. Uh, it was 70 degrees out there, and the track temperature – the track temperature was 89 degrees. Hey – and that, that's what I meant to say about the previous um, the previous run. 
uh, which some of the runs counted for qualifying and some of them didn't. I can't remember which is which. But anyway, um, that's right in the great zone. Like anything under 110, like you can still pretty much get it. You saw 330, both cars approaching it, if not at it. Um, so there was a rain delay on Saturday, uh, you know, for Q2. The first session was on Friday night, uh, but it by far was not the best session. Tim Wilkerson, 3.906, 326 miles per hour, 283 to the half track mark. That's incredible. He was next to Jim Campbell. Um, how about Cruz Pedregon and Blake Alexander? Blake Alexander, nine, uh, 3.940, 327, 280 to half track. And I think that's why I wanted to look at that and see who was at 280 at half track. Blake Alexander was, and so was Tim Wilkerson. How about Ron Caps and J.R. Todd, 3.899, 333 for J.R. Todd, 3.885. Two or 328 for Ron Caps. Like both of the cars are 285 or 284 or better. Ron Caps was 285 at half track. How about Robert Height and Alexis DeJoria? Robert Height was 287 to half track, 3.865 at 330.31 miles per hour. That's a great run. Uh, Pretty solid to uh, 60 foot. But how about Cruz Petrogon was the quickest to 60? That's pretty awesome. All right. So, again, five full sessions this weekend. Schumacher just gets in the show in, to the 11th spot at the time of his run. Uh, he would end up a little lower than that, I think, on the sheet. Uh, yeah, he would end up 13 by the end of qualifying. But he got in at number 11 on this one. Um, so this was qualifier four. He was second. He was second up. He was not in the show. Oh, by the way, there was over 20 top fuel cars trying to make the attempt this weekend. 24 top fuel cars made runs trying to get in the show of 16. That's awesome. That's pretty awesome. We had 18 funny cars. So that's, that's awesome. We like to see big car counts in the nitro classes. Uh, so uh, Tony Schumacher is going to get in with a 3.743 at 325. How about that was only good enough for 11th at the time? 3.74. How crazy is that? Um, he was not in the show at this point at, in the weekend. So, again, we got 24 top fuel cars trying to make 16 spots. Tony Schumacher, the winningest top fuel driver at this race. He's won it 10 times, was not in the qualifying. He was not on the qualifying sheet at the start of session number four, but he got in there. He got in there with a solid run, but it's only good enough for 11. Man, how about um, there weren't many notable runs in this one, but then there was a huge one. There was a rocket ship run made by David Grubnick. And the rest of the squad and Brittany Force. 3.640 at 337.17 or 15 miles per hour. And I'm sorry, let me say that again. 3.640 at 
3.75 miles per hour. I'm sorry, I'm excited. That's crazy. 337. Hey, let's talk about the eighth mile mark. Because there's never been a top fuel car or funny car that has run 300 to the eighth mile. Brittany Force was very close to doing that this run. 299.73 at the eighth mile. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? In 2.928 seconds, Brittany Forrest was almost running 300 miles per hour in less than three seconds, folks. Wow. 8.26 to 60. She was next to Josh Hart when she did it. This was a great side-by-side drag race. Hart kept it hooked up, hitting on all late, but he will not improve. He makes the third quickest pass of the session. And uh, then they list his incremental numbers. Uh, Forrest launched hard and kept it hooked up all the way down the racetrack to go to the number one spot. She sets the track ET record here. She has big top end speed and sets the track record speed as well. She gets close to collecting the new 300 mile per hour eighth mile bonus. She ran 299.73 miles per hour at the eighth mile 299.73 miles per hour at the eighth mile folks there was a time in 1992 so 20 years ago this is crazy folks 20 years ago kenny bernstein made the first 300 mile per hour run to the quarter mile to the quarter mile 301 Folks, 20 years later, 20 years later, we're going 300 to the eighth mile. That is 660 feet less track. I mean, I mean, I, I'd love to see the incrementals for, for that Kenny Bernstein run. I'm pretty sure I can find it. So I'm, I'm going to try and find it. We're going to compare it because the perform. I mean, we're going to see this. This is what you're going to see. Like moving forward, you know, when the track is good and that's why the fast tracks are in the fall, man. I'll tell you what, you know, uh, there's some fast tracks throughout the throughout the tour. But, you know, you don't always get the weather where you can really, you know, use the tracks full potential. I mean, there's some really good tracks on tour. I mean, all of them are really fast and can be fast. But, you know, it's a matter of the conditions that we get when we go there. You know, like, um, what's a hot weather track that we go to? Uh, like Norwalk. It's it's really, that's a really fast racetrack. But usually it's right in the smack dab of, or it's starting summer. You know, that's why they sell the $1 ice cream scoop, you know, America's racetrack. Or, or you know, um, a Bill Bader special. But, you know, so every track's fast, but the track's, that they have coming up. <laughs> like Brittany Force has already run 337 at Gateway, at, at Worldwide Technology Raceway. She's already done that in the shadow of the arch. She's already done it. I'm excited. I'm excited to see what we do this 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 year. And folks, I man, I tell you what, I am really preparing and and and, and plotting out my camera angles. And everything you're gonna, I'm gonna get some great shots, man. I'm excited. It's gonna be a good time. It's gonna be a good time. 
So after the end of five sessions, 24 top fuel cars made the attempt. Solid quick weekend of qualifying in the pro categories. Uh, top speed, of course, 337.75 miles per hour for Brittany Force. Seven 330 uh, miles per hour runs on the sheet, on the sheet period. Uh, Tony Schumacher, uh, actually Austin Proc, 3.750, 333, was only good enough for number 14. But look at that speed, 333.58 miles per hour. The other one was up uh, with Leah Pruitt, 372.5, 332.51. And then you get up here, you're starting to get up the sheet here, 372, 330.15. Uh, then you got 371, 2, 335.5. You know, and so they, and they just keep coming. They just keep coming. 3.75A is only good enough for the 16th spot in top fuel. Oh, by the way, this was the quickest top fuel field in the history of the sport with the quickest bump at 3.758. That was the bump spot. You better bring your shit. You better bring your shit. <laughs> you better bring it. Quickest top fuel field in history. Solid. Um... Cam Ferre, Scott Palmer, Lex June, Krista Baldwin, Will Smith, no relation. <laughs> Alexis, or I'm sorry, uh, uh, Alex Laughlin, Spencer Massey, and Kyle Wurzel will not make the call. Incredible. So, also in Funny Card, we got to talk about it. There were um, five 330 mile per hour runs on the sheet. Uh, and look, you're. Before we move on from top few, I want to talk about the top five here. Uh, so the top five is Clay Milliken with that beautiful new uh, OD, uh, <laughs> Nertec ODT paint scheme. Like that, I mean, that that looks really good. It's great It's great that Rick Ware is out with us. You know, we're getting those NASCAR guys out. Like, that's great. We need more of that. We need, that's what we need to continue to grow the sport. Like, we need that kind of. Uh, we shouldn't be growing the sport, honestly. That, and that's one of my gripes with our lovely sanctioning body is that we don't necessarily promote like we should or we don't put ourselves out there. I mean, come on. I have an entire show dedicated to Nitro. Literally, me. You touched me, a kid. That's not, that shouldn't be said. <laughs> Scratch that. <laughs> no. As a kid, this sport in, like captured me. Like, the cars speak for themselves. I mean, they do. You don't have to do much promoting. I mean, you don't have to do much of selling once they're there. But selling to get them there, it should, I, I don't know. Like, this is incredible. This is incredible. How many people can say they saw a 337-mile-per-hour run this weekend? How many people can say that? You know, NHRA fans can say that. But I just feel like we need to do a little bit more on the on the promotion side because I mean, come on, guys, the cars do the work for you. Like I don't, I don't understand, but it's fine. I have a platform. I'm going to use it. Hello. So, uh, but the top five on the sheet were Clay Milliken, Mike Salinas, Steve Torrance, Justin Ashley, and Brittany Forrest rounding out the top five. That was from five to one. And in the top five of Funny Car, we got Blake Alexander. How about Blake Alexander, man? I tell you what, Jim Head can get aggressive with that Funny Car when he wants to, man. That car is a consistent 80 player, especially around this time of year. 
he was popping eighties. I mean, like like it was nothing last last uh, countdown. And then they had that terrible loss, uh, you know, with Dylan Cromwell. Like that was you know that they they didn't run the rest of the countdown. But this year they have a car that can really play. You know, they they have a car that can play, and they've always had a car that can play because they still have the same tuner who was I I was a huge Jim Head fan when he drove Top Fuel that. That silver top fuel car, I love. I remember that from uh, from what was that, two thousand three, and um, I always I I like gray top fuel cars with like silver top fuel cars. Like I really like that Leah Pruitt car, so I'm excited to see it in person this year. Because uh, it's been a long time since I've seen like a a silver top fuel car, uh, a, a true silver one. Uh, Mike Salinas did like a he did a um tom McEwen tribute a couple years ago and that was great but it wasn't all gray um so uh cory mcclinathan had the uh yankees dragster and it was silver so like yeah i just anyway <laughs> jim head <laughs> he's a great tuner so we got uh john Fortune the number four spot 3.881 how about this how about the same et 3.881 we gotta talk about the et's with funny car 3.89 was only good for nine that was a jr tie 329 matt hagan uh was number seven 3.892 333 41 tim wilkerson was above him 3.891 330 55 then blake alexander's that he's in that number five spot 3.881 327 19 john force runs the exact same et 3.881 but he gets it on speed 333.25 miles per hour. That's the difference, folks. When they tie the same run, the uh, uh, whoever gets, whoever had the biggest speed gets the the run, or they get the spot. Um, and then we have Bob Task in the number three spot. Hey, Bob Task is not laying up for you guys, okay? 3.878, Above him is Robert Hyde. In the number two spot, 3.866, 327, 27. Hey, you know it was a crazy weekend of performance if Robert Height is in the number two spot, okay? Let me just let me just say. And then you got Ron Caps, our number one qualifier, 3.864, 333.58 miles per hour. Man, I tell you what, Ron Caps had a Disney land weekend okay he was the number one qualifier he wins the the funny car specialty race in the first race or the first one they do it and i mean the u.s nationals were, was about two weeks ago so i'm sure everyone knows what happened uh but ron caps winning his first u.s nationals he's never been able to do it he's done it now he's a u.s nationals champion uh, he had a storybook weekend, number one qualifier, double up with the with the specialty race, like that was awesome. And he's he's a team owner. Team owners were uh, a theme this U.S. Nationals because in both Nitro categories, the winners were team owners, new team owners, Antron Brown in Top Fuel and Ron Caps in Funny Car. It I mean it's a great time in an HRA. Like if you if you want to bring a top fuel car, funny car out, you want to build you one. You want you don't even have to build it, guys. You if you just come with the checkbook, 
you can go to any of the teams and they will build you a car. Give them the money and they will pay. They will build you a car. Like <laughs> Steve Torrance and the Capco boys. That's what Trip Tatum did. They built Trip Tatum's car. That's why his car is so good. Because it's, you know, and I say it all the time on this podcast. Uh, that's a Capco car in disguise. Like that car can run with anybody out there. I mean, it's, you know, and and yeah, it just can. Anyway, I digress. We got still co. You think, wow, it's been such an exciting episode, or maybe not. No, you you are. If you're still here, you think it's exciting. You think it's exciting, and I'm happy that you're here. <laughs> anyway, the point is, um, we still got to cover eliminations. Like it was still fast. It was still great. I tell you what, that was one of the, the the best funny car races I have seen in a few years. Like, it was close. Like, Matt Hagen and Robert Hyde, man, I tell you what, it was a good drag race. Side-by-side side at 3.86-something. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Both cars over 330 miles per hour. This is what you pay the ticket for. That is why you turn on the TV. That is why. That is why. And that was on Fox. That was on national television. Yes. Good. Okay. <laughs> yes. We need to show people that. Okay. Let's start race day. Top fuel to the staging lanes, please. Top fuel round one. Here we go. We got Josh Hart and Doug Foley starting it off. Uh, we got eight and nine qualifiers starting it off for us. 372, 330 for a Josh Hart in qualifying and 373, 372, two, same ET, 326. That's the difference. Uh, it's just a matter of how they're running uh, on the big end down there. Uh, you see the, the, the top end cars, you got to make a top end charge if, you, if you're getting over 330. You got to be applying a lot of heavy, you know, that clutch weight down track to get 330, but that's the difference. Um, three, how about a 3.690, our winner of the race in the left lane, Josh Hart, over Doug Foley, 1067, 83 miles per hour. Hey, let's talk about the track conditions. The track temperature was 93 degrees, so it's back down there, folks. 2,459 feet for the adjusted altitude. The barometer is 30 flat. The relative humidity is uh, 94% and then there's a 70 degree air temperature in his last six races Josh Hart is 6-0 in round one Doug Foley qualified number nine and since 1970 the number nine qualifier in top fuel is 25 and 27 in round one at this event I love that love those stats you're gonna hear a lot more of those this is the first time Hart and Foley have faced each other in eliminations that's cool Hart kept it hooked up and straight down the groove with his quickest pass of the weekend. Uh, Foley had the starting line advantage, but he was up in smoke at the hit. Almost at the hit. So in the next one, we got number six. and No, I'm sorry. Number six. Yeah, I was right. <laughs> number six qualifier, number 11 qualifier, Antron Brown and Tripp Tatum. We were just talking about him. How about 3.720, 330.5 or 15 miles per hour for Antron Brown and in the other lane, 3.737 at 327.19. Uh, 
74 off the line for Trip Tatum. That was the difference. 61 off the line for Antron Brown. Antron Brown is 246 <laughs> in 80, 81 in round one in his top fuel career. 246 in 81. That's amazing. Trip Tatum is making his 14th start. Brown is 1-0 against Tatum in prior events. Brown with the starting line advantage, and he never trailed for the win. Antron Brown's margin of victory is 15 feet. So that's still within a car length. So Tatum was right there with him. Tatum makes his quickest pass of the weekend in a losing effort. They're going to pack it up and try it again next time. How about Clay Milliken, number five, and number Doug, and Doug Coletta, number 12, are going to match up. Doug Coletta's going to get the win in the right lane. Antron was in the left lane. Uh, 63 to a 56 off the line. Clay was first off the line. 372, uh, 372, 7, 320 for Clay Milliken. Uh, but he's going to be going home. That beautiful car that we saw premiered this weekend. So we'll see him again. That, but that's a great, that's a great paint scheme. The Duckley is going to go on to the next round. 3.713 at 328 miles per hour. Clay Camilla, Clay Camilliken. Who is that? That new driver? Clay Milliken is <laughs> 173 and 160 in round one in his career. So a little closer, a little more even of a of a split there. Doug Kalitta is 15 and 9 against Milliken in round one. Kalitta is 28 and 18 against Milliken in prior events. Milliken with a slight starting line advantage, but Kalitta chases him down. Around 800 feet and takes the win in a close one. Doug Coletta wins the race by four feet. We're seeing side-by-side, top-fuel, head-of-fire drag racing, man. I tell you what. And it's humid, so we had those vapor trails down there, too. Coletta makes the quickest pass of his weekend for the win because he, uh, he only bested a 3.74 on the sheet, on the qualifying sheet. And 3.71, that had qualified him in the top half of the field. How about Brittany Force and Dan Mercier? 10.46 for Dan Mercier, but how about 369.5 at 334.98 miles per hour? Since 1970 at this race, number one qualifier is 39 and 13 in round one. Dan Mercier is the 58th driver to face Brittany Force. That's awesome. Force with the starting line advantage, and she never trailed for the win. She makes a good-looking pass for the win. She will give up lane choice to Hart in the next round by five thousandths of a second. Mercier is up in smoke as soon as he hits the pedal, and it bangs. So, I was saying his name like an American. I'm sorry. <laughs> Dan Mercier? No, it's uh, Mercier. It's French. Uh, so, that's cool. And we got Mike Salinas and Tony Schumacher. How about, oh, I'm sorry, Brittany Force. Uh, Antron was in the left. Doug Kalitta was in the right. Brittany was in the left. Mike Salinas, our next winner, is in the left as well. 3.742 at 300. 31.04 uh, miles per hour. I just dropped some paper if you heard that. I know you did because this microphone is icy. Anyway, <laughs> and then you got Tony Schumacher who will not get the win. Uh, 507 at 139 miles per hour. Mike Salinas is 2-0 against Tony Schumacher this year. That's cool. 
excuse me, I had to burp. <laughs> Tony Schumacher's 56 round wins here. He's won 56 round wins here, and it's the second most for any pro driver. Bob Glidden with 61 is in the win is in the lead there at Indianapolis. Schumacher is three and two against Salinas in prior events, however. Salinas with the slight starting line advantage. Schumacher has the lead when he they go by the Christmas tree. Salinas has the lead made up by 330 and never trails from there on for the win. He will give up lane choice to Khalid in the next round. Oh, we love when they match up, right? Here we go. Justin Ashley is going to get the win over uh, Sean Langdon. 3.88 or 3.788308 for Sean Langdon. So really far off the pace there. Uh, Justin Ashley, 3.690. Another one. 331, 85, 36 off the line, 33. This is where the story is, though. How about 47 to a 53 in the previous matchup? This is the quickest two that are that that have came off the line. Three, like, come on, guys. 36 to a 33. Sean Langdon was first off the line. That's a baby hole shot. In the last eight races, Justin Ashley is seven and one in round one. And in his last eight races, Sean Langdon is 7-1 in round one. Both of their losses came at Norwalk. Very interesting. A couple great lights with Sean, like all-star lights, folks. Like, this is crazy top fuel driving. Like, Nitro racing in the 30s, man. I tell you what, they're ready to go. A couple of great lights with Langdon getting the slight advantage. But Ashley has the lead by the time they go by the Christmas tree. And never trails from there on for the win. Langdon with a good pass, but in a losing effort. But I mean, again, 378 or 378, you know, in these conditions, you know, 69 is pretty much the number. Um, Justin Ashley was in the left lane. Steve, Steve, Steve Torrance and Austin Prock. I'm sorry. Uh, Justin Ashley was in the qualified number two. Sean Langdon was qualified number 15. Tony Schumacher was qualified number 13. Mike Salinas was qualified number four. Brittany Force was qualified number one. Dan Mercier was qualified number 16. Clay Milliken was qualified number five. Uh, Doug Kalitta was qualified number 12. Uh, Trip Tatum was qualified number 11. Antron Brown was qualified number six. Josh Hart was qualified number eight. And Doug Foley was qualified number nine. Steve Torrance is going to get the win over Austin Pratt, qualified number 14. Steve Torrance is qualified number three. 3.692, just a thousandth off his qualifying effort. Uh, 328, same speed. Same, it's in the neighborhood. 328, uh, a high 328. So he was on his way to a 329, which he, he was in a low 329 uh, for his qualifier, 329.02. Uh, Proc with the starting line advantage, but Torrance has the lead made up by the time they uh, go by the uh, 330 foot blocks, and he never trails from there on for the win. He runs the third quickest pass of round one. Proc has a good uh, clean pass and a losing effort. Billy Torrance and Leah Pruitt, number 10 and number 7. Steve Torrance and his dad, Billy Torrance, the Capco flagship and the Capco, uh, Papa Capco, they're going to move on. Mama K is going to be happy about that. Both cars moving on to the second round at the 68th annual Dodge Power Brokers U.S. Nationals. Uh, 340 or 374 oh at 324 for Billy Torrance. So 
uh, a, a solid effort, very workmanlike effort. Isn't it crazy where 374 is a workmanlike run? Isn't that crazy? It's crazy out here in Top Fuel, folks. It's crazy. Pruitt with the starting line advantage, but Torrance has the lead made up by the time they go past the Christmas tree and never trails from there on for the win. He will give up lane choice to Ashley in the next round. Pruitt is up in smoke early and clicks it off. Torrance was four. He's four and three against Pruitt in prior events. All right. All right. That's top fuel round one. Hey, how about you give me those fuel floppers, those fuel coops, the fuel funny cars. Let me get them. Let me get those ground pounders. How about, oh, by the way, just before we end top fuel, um, Steve Torrance and uh, his dad, Billy Torrance, were both in the left lane for their win. All right. So we got parity. We got wins coming out of both lanes. The track is good. You're not going to come up to me after the race and say, my driver didn't win because the lane was bad. There was no bad lane. There's no bad lanes in NHRA now. Like, there's one thing I always got to give the NHRA, and that's their track prep. Like, man, you can throw anything at this racetrack. I mean, clearly, clearly. Look at, you got, they're just popping 330s like it's nothing. That's a testament to the safety safari. We would not be able to run the numbers that we run if it wasn't for that amazing track prep done by the safety safari. I mean, they get there a week before the the, the, the the pros do. They get there a week before the racers get there, and they're prepping the racetrack. You know, it, it's just an incredible amount of work, but this is where they get to see their work pay off, where you see just how solid, I mean, they're running. Like, the track prep is fabulous. I mean, when the track gets this good, you'll start to see the nitro cars doing the burnout left or right of the starting line. And, and it's it's kind of off-putting. You think, dang, they're kind of close to the wall, ain't they? Yeah, but the starting line is so perfect now. It's perfect. We're going to go over that where we talk about, uh, like, the track, uh, the, the, the track, track shun numbers uh, with uh, Lanny McGlizzy for John Forrest Racing. Uh, there was a piece he did a couple not too long ago where he talked about the numbers and the they also they have numerical value so we'll go over that because i i do want to talk about that because that's cool you know we do education here um that's where we that's our roots in education and that's where we will remain you know this is not just a recap show this is a education show because i like i said i i started this you know October of last year. I mean, it's going to be a year old, uh, you know, in a, in less than a month or a little, actually in exactly a month, it will be a year old. So it's, it's crazy to just, you know, I take time to talk about it, but man, I tell you what, we're, we're, I'm ahead of the schedule. I'm ahead of the game. Uh, but I have to stop and say how amazing this is all, this has all been, you know, um, it, I started this in my little brother's room, and I it's still going strong. It's still going strong. Uh, you guys like it, and I I just I'm happy to to do it. Nobody else was doing it, so I said, "Oh, well, nobody's talking about the numbers. <laughs> like I want to talk about the numbers." So that's what I did. But anyway, so like again, I, I'm happy that everyone's here, and uh, it's it's really a good time for me to do this. Uh, I, I'm a performer. I'm a solo performer. I, that's what I got my degree in, solo performance. So um, it, it's a good time. It's a good time for me. I love it. I do love talking about drag racing. All right.
top few funny car. Nobody calls him that. <laughs> Nitro funny car round one eliminations. Here we go. How about John Force and Paul Lee? John Force was qualified number four. Paul Lee was qualified number 13. John Force is going to get the win. 89 off the tree to uh, Paul Lee's 78. Hey, that Paul Lee car is a good car, okay? Like, we don't, you know, you can't count that car out because, the, you know, that car can run 330s as well. They just haven't done it in a couple years, but, you know. Uh, we're going to talk about some exciting news. I just thought about it right now. It just came to me, but I'm like, okay, I can't forget to mention that, but that's really exciting, but I, I got to keep going because y'all know I'll go on a tangent, okay? So, the weather conditions hadn't changed very much from top few. Um, 70 degrees, relative humidity is 94%. So, that's really humid out there for them. Um, but they just do, do different things with how much supercharger or overdrive they're putting into the blower. And that can they can kind of counteract that humidity uh, by spinning the blower a little differently. Uh, the adjusted altitude, 2,490 or Fifty-nine feet. I swear I have dyslexia. I don't think I have dyslexia. I just I think I might. I don't know. I switch up stuff. It's funny. Anyway, in the in his career, John Force has won eighty percent of his round one races. Paul Lee is three and eleven against John Force in those eleven losses, equal to the most for him uh, against any opponent. Also lost eleven to Matt Hagen. Okay. Um. So then we got three point nine, three one, three twenty one for John Force. A relatively conservative run, I think. Uh, three, especially three twenty-one out the back end, man. Like, uh, the track temp is ninety degrees. Like, okay, you know, like relatively workmanlike. But he's gonna get the round win in that left lane. Forces straight down the groove with a clean pass for the win. Lee has the starting line advantage, but is up in smoke right at the hit and clicks it off. He's in the left lane. We see a little bit more. Uh, we see something more interesting in the Nitro Funny Car class. How about every round winner came in the left lane? Yeah, I just noticed that. How about every single round one victor in the first round of Nitro Funny Car came from the left lane? Yeah. And that's that was kind of setting us up to see the incredible performance we saw in round two. Like, and really all day. I mean, really all weekend. <laughs> like, really. Like it, wow! Again, safety safari. Okay, Bob Tasca, number three qualifier to number fourteen qualifier, Jim Campbell. Um, let me see. Campbell second off the line. Bob gets off the line first. Three eighty-eight, three three twenty-nine, ten to Jim Campbell. Eight twenty-three seventy-six. Um, let me see. What do we need? A little bit of different story for the funny cars. Um, but again, the funny cars have a little bit, they have a mechanical a disadvantage than their top fuel cousins. You know, top fuel is long and it, all it wants to do is go down the racetrack. I mean, it's, 30, it's a 30 foot long vehicle, eight about eight foot tall, right? All it wants to do is go straight. Funny car wants to go anywhere but straight, okay? Because they got that 10 feet wheelbase, like that that short wheelbase. It's the same power. Isn't that crazy? It's the same power, but the short wheelbase, they just don't have the mechanical advantage of top fuel, and that's why they don't accelerate in the earlier part of the run like the uh, like the top fuel cars do. But here's a fun fact. The funny cars can actually match the top fuel cars out the back end. From uh, the half track on, 
funny cars can match the performance of a, of a top fuel car down there. They just don't get the car moving the same way a top fuel car does. And if you see them in person, you can really see this. You can see how the top fuel car, they both jump off the line um, from zero to nothing. Uh, zero to one, 120 in 0.8 seconds, right? Isn't that crazy? You know, going over 170 miles per hour in less than two seconds. Like, it's it's crazy. So, but you talk about how they have to apply the power differently. The cars are different sizes, but it's the same power. It's the same 12,000 horsepower power plant. But, you know, the, there's longer pipes for the funny cars. So they have to, you know, the zoomies have to point out of, or, you know, from the bottom of the body, you know, because that's, that's an added, you know, variable in the nitro funny car class. The top fuel cars don't have to worry about, you know. But anyway, they have the mechanical advantage and they're, you know, they they out accelerate a funny car early in the run, even though a funny car can match the back end uh, performance of a top fuel car. That's just I just think that's so interesting. Uh, Bob Task is going to get the win. Three point eight eight three, three twenty nine ten to Jim Campbell. We already said that. Tasker with the starting line advantage. He never trails for the win. He makes a great pass for the win. Three eighty eight three, solid pass. Three. Point eight something was going to be what you need to run this day in the Nitro Funny Car Class. If you ain't got 80s in your car, you're probably not going to advance. That's just, that's the kind of day it was. And this is how it's going to be. This is how it's going to be. Hype 2020, like they, they are 2022, they have hyped this season up. It has been, it's, I mean, it's been, it's, it's delivered at every rate. And, and the countdown has started. And I'm still here to tell you that the hype has not gone anywhere for me. Like, there there might have been a string of races where I didn't release, but you know, again, I I was always watching. I've been watching. I never stopped watching. Uh, but you know, I've been watching and studying and and, and studying the numbers and, and and looking at the trends. I mean, you know, it's been solid drag racing all year round. Now, yeah, granted, we don't see as much parity in the funny car classes we would like to we see a lot in top fuel like like i think it's like eight in the last eight races i think it's like last in the last eight races seven different winners like that is amazing that is crazy that is crazy anyway um in the next one we got number two qualifier number 15 qualifier robert height 89 389 1 329 18 Next to John Smith, that's a legendary name in this sport, folks. Uh, Rhonda Hartman Smith, uh, John Smith, uh, you know, that's a very prominent name in the NHRA. Uh, Rhonda Hartman Smith, I remember that. She used to race her husband. Um, God, forgive me, I can't remember the name right now, I'm blanking. I, of course, know, of course, of course I know. I just can't think of it because he he drove the Prestone top fuel car. And I used to love when they used to, uh, when the Fram top fuel car and the uh, Prestone top fuel car lined up because I knew it was husband and wife. That's so cool. Thought that was the coolest thing as a kid. But so forgive me, but it's the same family. <laughs> anyway, Robert Hyde is 45 and 11 when he is qualified number two. John Smith has lost to Robert Hyde in round one in Gainesville this year. Smith has the starting line advantage, 76 off the line, 104 for Robert Height. Height has the lead made up by the time they go past the Christmas tree. And it's straight down the groove with all eight hitting and with a good-looking pass, good-looking top fuel header flames. 
top fuel nitro header flames. They're a little shorter than the top fuel car, uh, header flame. The, the top fuel header flame is like tall. Like it shoots above the roof. It, I mean, above the wing, their rear wing. It's crazy. It's amazing. Especially at the head. Like that's why, you know, now that I know we got a, a full night session coming, I'm going to sit on the starting line so I can see that top fuel, that, that flame just sit up. I mean, it stands up on the top, on the funny car too, but I mean, it's just, it's very, very tall, very long on the top fuel car. Love that. Anyway, um, so Robert Height's going to get the win in the left lane. Uh, Ron Caps, 388-331, is going to get the win over Dale Creasy Jr. Peanut, uh, they had a close call this year. Uh, 388-6, 331-8-36 um, for Ron Caps. And Dale Creasy Jr., 389, uh, 398-2, 324-12. He's going to get, he's going, he, well, hey, hey. I tell you what, he got the whole shot. He got him. Uh, but Ron Caps was 100 on the line, and uh, Dale Creasy was 69. Uh, Caps is 5-4 and four against Creasy in prior events. Creasy with the starting line advantage, but Caps has the lead made up by the time they go past the Christmas tree, and he did not trail from there on. Uh, this is the second quickest pass of the weekend for Ron Caps. We're going to see some things for Ron Caps that I noticed. Um it's very cool. So Blake Alexander and Chad Green are next. Blake is qualified number five, and Chad is qualified in the 12 spot. How about 3.897, 323.43 for Blake Alexander. 81 on the line. He left second to Chad Green's 58. Hey, that Chad Green car, I'll tell you what, the Boncoat Mustang, that's a Tim Wilkerson car, and we know Tim Wilkerson can can run those numbers. So, you know. Again, just got our run, 389-7-323 for Blake Alexander and Jim Head. Speaking of Tim Wilkerson, we got Tim Wilkerson taking the win in the next pair, 389-2-331-328-331. They're just popping them out, folks. They're just, I mean, they're just popping them out. It's like nothing. Bobby Bodie, my favorite college student. Uh, he doesn't get a time uh, for, for this one. Uh, but Wilkerson chases down. Uh, let me see. Bobby Bodie with the starting line advantage and is making a uh, great pass. The car starts to drop cylinders. It pushes the car towards the center line and hits the finish line cones. That will cost him five points. Wilkerson chases Bodie down right in the lights for the win. He just He's just a tick off his qualifying time. He will have up. He will give up lane choice to Bob Tasker the third in the next round by nine thousandths of a second. It's pro stock out here, folks. It's pro stock. We got Matt Hagen and Alexis DeJoya. Alexis went red. She's gonna be kicking herself, but I don't know if it would have mattered. Three point eight eight one three thirty four. Big booming speeds for all these cars out here, man. I'm tell you what, Alexis double stepped. And it turns the red light on to give Hagen the win. Sometimes they can catch it. Sometimes they can't. And, you know, it's it's just one of those things. Uh, tough break for uh, the te tequila. The tequila Bandero. Premium tequila. GR Toyota Supra. Uh, they'll be back, though. That, that, nobody. They'll be back. Uh, Hagen launched hard and kept it hooked up to make the sec uh, to make the quickest pass of the round and top speed of the event, 334, 07 miles per hour. He's incremental times, 879 off at 60, 224.3 at 
at 330, 315-1, 285-77 at the eighth mile mark. How about that? And then the last one, how about JR Ty, that Toyota Gazoo Racing GR Super, another one. And he's next to Cruz Pedregon, number nine qualifier. JR was number eight. How about number eight qualifier come out here and pop 3.856 at 330.88 miles per hour? Oh, my God. <laughs> like 36. Again, all-star on the tree. All-star. You cannot tell me anything about J.R. Todd on the Christmas tree. He is one of the best leavers in the class, like, period, in the sport. And he's always been like that. Even when he was driving top fuel, he was in the 30s and 50s and 40s. Like, the guy is incredible. He's incredible. A couple good lights. Uh, 43 for Cruz Petragon. So, this that that's great. That's incredible. A couple good lights and Todd gets the advantage. Todd launched hard and kept it hooked up with it hitting on all eight. The header flames shooting way above the roof. He will make he will have lane choice over Ron Caps in the next round. J.R. Todd's incremental times. How about this? 873 at 60. 225 at 330. At 663, 12-0, 285-77. Same exact speed as Matt Hagen. But look at how much quicker he was at the eighth mile. Wow. 385, 6, 330, 88. That's low ET of the meat, folks. That's low ET of the meat. All right, we're going to keep it going. We're going to keep it going. For round two, we got Doug Collette and Mike Salinas. We love when these two line up. Doug Collette is going to get the win, though. You, you guys know I call out sponsors and stuff, but I'm really just rolling through this because it's i mean it's a lot of stuff like that we had to cover it's u.s nationals it's u.s nationals man we got we we have we have to talk about it <laughs> we got to talk about it but we got to talk about the biggest race of the year on labor day it's always been on labor day and i've always loved that so i've always kind of loved labor day because u.s nationals so never been uh but you know that that time will come. That time will come here. But anyway, so Duck Clitter is going to get the win. 3.805, uh, 802 at 278 miles per hour. So they that car wasn't running through the finish line. How about, let's talk about the air conditions. 75 degrees. The relative humidity is 82%. The track temperature is 100 degrees. In other words, it's still good out there. Um Kalita with a couple ticks on the tree and never trails for the win. He's straight down the groove, and he does drop a cylinder at the top end, uh, but he gets the win. Salinas is dropping cylinders and is out of the groove and over by the wall and clicks it off on the top end. Uh, 398 for Mike Salinas. He was in the right lane. Doug Kalita was in the left lane. Um, here we go. Steve Torrance and Antron Brown, the boys. What they call What they call it? Wait, I got to remember. What is it? coffee and cream or chocolate and cream i don't know it was something but they these are brothers they love each other best friends they're family they are family mama k calls antron son as well i'm pretty sure but he's gonna get the win antron is gonna get the win here um 3.736 at 321.04 44 on the line again big boy numbers on the line okay on the starting line <laughs> 
<laughs> like they're not joking up there. Steve Torrance uncharacteristically late for him. 96 on the line. 641-109. Torrance is up in smoke right at the head. I don't think he touched I don't think he crossed the the, the um or he passed the Christmas tree before he went up in smoke. Um I have some notes here about the whole uh let's see. Torrance late up in smoke, uh passing the Christmas tree. Uh, he, he did get back in it though. He did. He did. I do have that here. Okay. So in the next one, oh, Antron was in the right lane. Um, Justin Ashley and Billy Torrance. How about Justin Ashley's going to get the win? Full pass. Our first full pass. 369, 7, 332, 10, 41 on the line. Again, big boy numbers. Uh, Billy Torrance, 72 on the lines. 3.751323. Not a bad race. Not a bad race at all. Uh what did I have any run? Uh, uh, let me see. Billy Torrance. Great. It was a great side-by-side -side drag race. Justin drives away. Tommy Delago and Mike Green. Man, I tell you what, they got this thing running on me. They got it running on me. Justin Ashley's ready for the countdown. I tell you what. 332 miles per hour at the beginning of the racetrack. How about in the next pair? We got Josh Hart and Billy uh, and Billy Torrance. I'm so sorry. Brittany Force. <laughs> Again, we see the parody. Left, right, left, right. If you the last one was in the left, you know this one is in the right. Brittany Force is going to get the win. 48 on the line. Yes. All-star numbers. Now, I do apologize for calling it big boy. It's we're gender. We're not gender specific here. We're going to uh, it's not, you know, boys are better than girls. We're not doing that. Um, those are all-star quality numbers there. Well, that's what we'll call it. All-star on the tree, man. I'll tell you what. 48, uh, 369.9, 335.48 miles per hour for Brittany Force. Josh Hart is literally making an amazing run in the other lane. 3.719 at 327 miles per hour. But I'll tell you what, it's just that David Grubnick horsepower. It's just that David Grubner horsepower at the big end of the racetrack. 335. Man, I tell you what. Uh, Force is 5-4 and four against Hart and 3-2 and two against him in round two. Hart left first in the other eight of their nine meetings. Very interesting. Uh, Force with a slight starting line advantage. Baby hole shot never trailed for the win. Force's margin of victory was 11 feet. So that's within a car length. Josh Hart was right there. He could, her, his car was rattling from her vibration, from the car, from the car's vibration, man. I tell you what, he was right there. 10, uh, almost 10 feet, 11 feet down there, man. He was right there, panel to panel, header flames up. Forced with a great looking pass for the win. Well, she'll have lane choice. Uh, let me see. Side by side drag race. Straight down the groove for Brittany Force. David Grubnick. Deep orange header flame. Characteristic deep orange header flame for the, for David Grubnick. We don't know why it does that, but it does. Any all of his top fuel cars that he's tuned have that deep orange uh, top fuel header fire. Like it's even when he was tuning for clay, it it looked like that. So again, David Grubnick power. <clears throat> so that's awesome. Hart kept it hitting on all eight, but will lose on the top. He got a little loose on the top end. And we know these cars don't go one-to-one -one down there. We know they're always spinning. 
the tires as they're uh, making the trip down the racetrack. We know that, right? That's why the top fuel cars and funny cars dance when they're up there on the top end of the racetrack. Because even at full downforce, 10,000 pounds of downforce on the big end of the racetrack, they're still dancing around up there. Uh, they're slipping the clutch. It's that controlled slip. That's what makes them go so fast. That's what makes them go so fast. So we got the floppers up at the ready line. They are under the tower. They are coming under the that magical Lucas Oil sign, and it's time to do it. It was 12.57 p.m. at this time. It was 75 degrees. The humidity, uh, the, the track conditions haven't changed a whole lot. I believe the track temperature actually came down from the previous. No, it did not. <clears throat> it doesn't change a whole lot, you know, in four pairs. Uh, but anyway, we got Bob Tasca. We got a little bit more parity in the lanes this time. A little bit. Not a lot of bit, but a little bit. We got Bob Tasker the third and Tim Wilkerson. Bob Tasker is going to get the win. 3.887, 328.62. He was second off the line to Tim Wilkerson's 3.908 at 305. So he was not running through the finish line, but that was a solid run. Tim was definitely on pace to run in the 80s as well. He just looks like he lost some uh, fire. But again, whenever they're, tr they're trucking on down through there, uh, you know, if they lose fire for any reason, it could be like literally a foot before the finish line. It will change. It will change the speed. But you're not going to keep you're going to keep the uh, the elapsed time because of momentum that you carried up into that point of the run. Uh, but if you don't have flames going up through the finish line because of the downforce, you don't have the downforce from the head of fire to counteract that. And you already got downforce from speed. But when you're not doing when you're not pushing forward, that uh, downforce starts to pull back and the speed comes back or comes off a, in a quick hurry, in a hurry. It does. Um, let's see. Wilkerson gets a small lead as they head. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Wilkerson gets a small head start and they run down together until 660 lights, until they get down there to have track where the engine just shuts off and he coasts down. So that's crazy. He was not on the gas after the eighth mile mark, and he still runs 3.90. So what was that car going to run? What was that car going to run? That's why I love the incrementals. That's why I look at them like, wow, okay? Um, so here we go. Bob Taxon incrementals, negative if behind. Um, so he was uh, losing by three thousandths of a second. At the 60 foot, he was uh, off by 10 hundredths at 330. He was off by four thousandths at the half track, and he gets the win by five feet. Like, this was a side-by-side -side drag race. This was a great drag race. Um, flames went out as it drifted. Yeah, so... Tim did drift a little bit as well. He was starting to dance up there. But, again, they, they dance anyway. Uh, you just try to keep it as straight as you can, you know. Easy for me to say, right? <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, we got J.R. Todd and Ron Caps. Uh, J.R. Todd's not going to get the win this time. Ron Caps will in the right lane, 3.883 at 333.08 miles per hour. He's going to get the win. Um Ty had a good start, but had to pedal in about 330 feet. Uh, Caps takes the lead 
uh, to the finish line by uh, made one thousandth of a second difference ET from round one. Nice. Yes, like it's pretty much the same ET that he ran in the previous run. Like, I mean, we're gonna go over the numbers, but like, wait, 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 wait hold on, let me see what this says. Cash takes the lead with the to the finish line with just one thousandth of a second difference ET from round one. Okay, yeah. So, Ron Caps incredibly consistent. <laughs> we got Matt Hagen and Ron uh, Robert Height. Now, folks, this race was crazy. <laughs> this race was incredible. How about the? I don't know if it's the quickest side by side drag race in history, but I'm tell I'll tell you what, it's got to be close. It might not be. They might have. Uh, it might have been these two, but it was a couple years ago in, in Pomona. They were both over like 335. Like I think Robert, I, I'll have to look that up, but that, that was a great drag race, a quick drag race too with these two. But we got to break apart this race here. Matt Hagen and Robert Height. Robert Height's going to get the win in the right lane. 3.861 at 331.77 miles per hour to Matt Hagen's losing 334.65 miles per hour booming pass. 3.867, 3.867, six thousandths at the finish line, four thousandths at the starting line, at the step, 60 for Matt Hagen, 56 for Robert Height. I tell you what, Matt Hagen was quicker to 60. He was quicker to a 330. At that point, Robert Height started to take the lead at half track, 3.12.8 to Matt Hagen's 3.13.9. Hey, 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 folks, how about Dead even at half track, 2.8, oh, I'm sorry, 286.01 at half track. Dead even. Man, I tell you what, panel to panel. How about the approximate margin of victory because of how they're moving down there, how quick and rapid of a pace they're accelerating down at that end of the racetrack? That was a great side-by-side -side drag race. Robert Height won it by five feet. Five feet. How you run 3.867 and lose? How do you, like, man, I tell you what, you got to tip your hat at that one. You can't even be mad at that. You like, well, man, I just got our run. That, that, that's just a great drag race. That's just a great drag race. I tell you what. I tell you what. Let me see. Uh, I think I want to see what, what, what else is said about that one. Cause that one was amazing. You guys know we love the side-by-side -side drag racing here. Uh, here we go. Height get oh sorry, touched the mic. Height gets a small four thousand starting line advantage as they stay locked together right to the finish line for a super close finish. There was just six thousands difference in their ETs. Yes, isn't that crazy? Uh, so Robert Height was behind at sixty, and from that point he was not. He was not. Matt Hagen was ahead at 330. No, Matt Hagen was ahead at 60. And the rest of the race, Robert Height was in front of him. 286.01, both lanes. But Robert Height got there quicker, 312.8 to a 313.9. I tell you what, man. I hit the mic again. I'm sorry. Because uh, if you're listening to it with headphones or however you listen, uh, I don't want to blow your speakers. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm having a good time. All right. <laughs> Blake Alexander and John Forrest. 
John Forrest is going to get the win. 40 on the line. Uh, I don't have... I do actually do have the incrementals. Let's see if he deep stage. One second. Uh, yeah, he was in deep. 917 at the 60-foot uh, blocks. 283 at the 8th mile mark. 3.937, 12 Man, I tell you what. Danny Hood, Tim Fabrizi, they got that peak Chevrolet running on me. I tell you what, it's ready for the countdown. I will tell you that. That's incredible. Let's see what they have written about it. Um, in round two, John Forrest is 403 and nine and 191 in his career. <laughs> 68%. That's awesome. Uh, let's see. Forrest does not uh, does his normal deep stage and gets away first and powers to the finish line with an easy win. Alexander was giving Forrest a good race until about 330 foot. And the slicks come loose, and he has to lift. Caps will have lane choice in the next round. Forces incremental numbers, let's see. He was behind at 60 foot at 330. And uh, looks like at 662 he was behind um, because of the neg negative incremental. Let's see. Wait one second. Let me look here. That can't be right. Okay, I'm, I was just reading that wrong. Okay, yeah. Because, like I said, it was a good race until about 330. And then that was all she wrote. Let me see if I have anything else on that. Um, Deep stage gets 400s. Yeah, okay. All right. That's funny card round two. We're going to keep plowing ahead. Funny card round, or uh, top fuel eliminator round number three. We got Brittany Forrest and Doug Coletta. Brittany Forrest, her last three runs have been in the 60. Her last four at this time, 3.676 at 335.0507 miles per hour in the left lane. How about the weather conditions? 77 degrees, 80% humidity, 29.98 uh, barometers going down a little bit. The adjusted altitude is 2,937 feet, and the track temperature is 107 or 105 degrees, 335.07 miles per hour, 367.6. Her last four runs, folks, let's talk about the last four runs, 369.9, that's the first, that's the second round, 369.5, that's the first round, 364 is what she qualified with. And, I mean, I tell you what, we got number one qualifier, number 12 qualifier, number two, and number six in top fuel. You know, we like to go over what they qualified in the semifinal, final four here. Forrest and Kalita have each, have each won 15 times against the other in prior events. Since 1970, the number one qualifier is 15-9 and nine in round three at this event. Doug Kalita qualified number two since 1970, the number 12 qualifier is, no, is 3 and 10 in round three here. One of those wins was by Connie Kalitta and one was by Doug Kalitta. Forced with the starting line advantage and never trail for the win. Kalitta's up in smoke right at the hit with that 651-3-137-60. Forced launched hard and kept it hooked up. She is advancing to her sixth final this season, the sixth final round this season, 34th final of her career. In the next one, we got Antron Brown. There's the parody in Top Fuel we see. 
he won in the right lane. If you if you're paying attention, that's what happened. He ran in the right lane. He won in the right lane. 369-8, beats a Justin Ashley who was running 3.714, 319. That was the difference. 38 to a 40 on the line. Oh, previous. Oh, by the way, before I can before I forget, 46 for Brittany Force to Doug Coletta, 61. Man, I tell you what, the starting line is at play. Cruz, you're right. They do drive these cars. You do drive these those cars, but man, the starting line is in play for sure. All-star numbers here. Justin Ashley has a left uh Justin Ashley has left first in five of the seven races against Antron Brown. Five of seven. Antron is one of the best levers in the class. Ashley with a couple ticks on the tree in the lead until past half track. Wow. So that big horsepower, that uh, karate horsepower at the far end of the racetrack. Uh, <laughs> Ashley drops a cylinder or two and Brown chases him down for the win. The margin of victory was seven feet. Again, it was close. Close drag racing. These cars are 30 foot long, guys. 30 feet. Brown with a great-looking pass with the header fire shooting way above the wing as they go down there. Chassis bouncing looked great going down that racetrack. Quickest pass of the weekend. Antron is advancing to his second final this season and the 128th of his illustrious career. Antron Brown, one of my faves. Uh, back in Funny Car. Hey, you guessed it. Everybody run one uh, one. <laughs> Everybody won in the same lane. Ron Caps is going to beat John Forrest. 3.887, 332.18 miles per hour. John Forrest gets into trouble. 28 on the line. We know he was staged with the headers. He makes no bones about it. Forrest's Camaro hazes the tires right at the green while Caps matches right on down the racetrack with another 388 ET. And the easy win. He's going to uh, the final round with two wins and two runner-ups. He has a, a 70 and 65 round, uh, final round record in the final. The incrementals, man, 88. He was 888. I'm sorry, 880. <laughs> a lot of eights. <laughs> At 330, 315. 282.24 at the eighth mile. That's solid. 332. Okay, let's talk about Ron Caps. <laughs> We're going to talk about it again in a second because you guessed it. He won this race with an 88, folks. 386, 3886, 3883, 33358, 331.36, 333.08, 332.18. I tell you what. I tell you what, Dean Antonelli's got this thing singing, okay? They've got that thing tuned up, and it's in tune, folks. It's in tune. Take it from me. Take it from me, okay? In the next prayer, we got Robert Height and Bob Tasker. I, I, I screamed when I said this. Pedal Fest. That's what it says on the thing. I'm not going to scream it because you're probably listening to AirPods or whatever you have. But anyway, I'm not going to scream. They are both pedaling several times. We lo I love Pedal Fest. Robert Heights going to get the win, 575, 250 to Bob Tasker, 747 at 120. He got into trouble a little bit more uh, earlier than Robert did, 
and he wasn't able to get it hooked back up. Hey, let's talk about this. How about number one, number four, and number two? How about number one, two, three, and four in the top fuel funny car semifinal? How about that? How about that? And each time the higher qualified car won, that's the first time. I think I wrote it down somewhere. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. This is the first time this has happened in uh, a good amount of time where the upper car has won. Yeah. One, two, three, and four in the semifinal in funny car. It's close. It's close. It's close here, man. Uh, so, like I said, that was a pedal fest. Height goes into the final with a season of three. He has three wins and two runner-ups. He has a career final round record of 95 and 33. That's incredible. All right. There was history in not only the uh, the Nitro ca uh, categories. There was history in Pro Stock as well. Uh, we're going to talk about the finals. How about Matt Smith and Karen Stouffer? If I mess up, I'm not used to saying numbers like this, so give me a second. We got Matt Smith is going to get the win, 81 to a 33. Karen Stouffer was first off the line. Hey, how about some of the Nitro category? The Nitro drivers would have got Matt Smith, a, mo a motorcycle rider, off the line today. 81. How about that? That okay? So the Pro Stock categories lead from an idle, or they don't lead from an idle. I'm sorry. They rev their engine and with the line lock, and they hold the brake and they release it to start the race. The Nitro guys, they are leaving from an idle, so they're literally not hitting the gas until they see the light. Whereas Pro Stock, they uh, bring the engine up to a lot, to, to a very high RPM, and then they release and go. So they're already on the gas, and they just release the brake and go. So that's why their, eat, their reaction times are historically always a lot faster than the Nitro categories, but just because of physics and things. They're leaving from an idle. Uh, the Pro Stock categories aren't. But... To ha to leave from an idol in 33 a light, that was I mean that that happened so like that's crazy. Uh, Smith is 20 and 15 against Stouffer in prior events. Uh, Smith is four and two against Stouffer in prior final rounds. Uh, Stouffer gets a big starting line advantage and runs ahead until right after the 60 foot lights where she slows. Smith powers on to take his third Indy win, third win of the year and with one runner up. That gives him a three and three career record. Wow. Uh, I mean, that was a pretty consistent bike the whole weekend. How about six, eight hundred, six point eight hundred, two oh one, uh, the speed. He was qualified number two, so number two and number nine in the final round in the Pro Stock Motorcycle category. Congratulations to Matt Smith on the victory. In the next one, my favorite pro stock driver, just Justin Ashley. I didn't know he drove pro stock now. I didn't know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. My apologies. <laughs> Greg Anderson and Dallas Glenn. History. History. I called it. I knew it was going to happen. I knew it was going to happen to Indy. You can't write stuff like this. You cannot write stuff like this. This is Disney. Where's Disney when you, when you need them to like make a story on this? This is amazing. Okay. 6.587-20807, but it didn't matter. He had the victory when he left the starting line because Dallas Glenn was too quick. 
negative uh, two thousandths of a second red, 662.6, 205. I don't know if it would have mattered because uh, he ran it out the back end. But this is the 100th national event Wally for Greg Anderson. This is his first win this season and the 11th at the U.S. Nationals. Seven, I'm sorry, I can't read. I can read. That just looked like an 11. It was seventh. <laughs> I was like, wait, he ran, he won more than Tony Schumacher? Oh, that can't be right. Seventh. I have to move a little closer. <laughs> Dallas Glenn is a couple ticks too quick on the tree and turns on the red light and just hands it right to Anderson. But it was a great looking pass, and I don't know if it would have mattered anyway. So congratulations to Hendrix Motorsports. Uh, that that's a great that's I mean congratulations to Greg Anderson that was a consistent car all weekend qualified with a 56 he runs a 59 59 60 58 right in the same category man we like consistency here on the Nitro Performance Guide because that's what wins races that's what wins that that's what wins races. Congratulations to Greg Anderson on his 100th milestone win. Uh, there was a story on NHRA said that might be the last one in a long time. Uh, so uh, incredible, incredible. I don't have the points that because, again, this, we do nitro here. I do nitro here. That's why it's in the name. It's in the name. Did you read it? Okay. All right. <laughs> so in the top few finals, we got Nitro Flopper first. We got the Nitro Funny Car round four. Ron Caps and Robert Height. Ron Caps, 3.913, 327 miles per hour. I lied. He didn't run 388. But I tell you what, this car is ready for the countdown. 386, 388.6, 3883. I'm sorry. Let me go back to the first one. I'll start again. 386.4, 388.6, 388.3. 388.7, and he won the final with a 391.3. Look at the speeds, folks. 333, 58, 331.36, 333.08, 332.18, 327.98 is what he won the final with. I mean, look. I mean, if we look at Robert Heights, his are slightly, they're, they're good as well, but they're not as consistent. 386.6, 327. 389 one 329 18 386 1 331 this is the fourth time that all of the higher qualified funny car drivers have advanced into the final round. It happened at Charlotte 19, uh, 2019. Before that, it was Denver 1985, the last time that happened. Caps is away first and just drives hard to the finish line for the decisive win. This is his first Indy win, his third win of the year, two runner-ups, and career record 71 and 65. This is the first time he ever that the I'm sorry. This is the first time ever that all of the higher qualified cars won in the funny car class. The first time ever. Height never had a chance with the Camaro striking the tires right off the line. 
Let's check out these incrementals. Just we're gonna just look at one, the eighth mile one. 317, 285.11 at the eighth mile. 388.6, 388.3, 388.4. When you can make runs within the thousandth, watch out. Watch out, because we're gonna get some quick race days, folks. We're gonna get some quick race days. We're gonna get them. So let's talk about the points here, because there was a reset here. We got 11 in the uh, in the uh in the final or in the final countdown to the championship <laughs> we have 11 this year because of the new rules which we won't get into in the number 11 we got jim campbell 1990 that's how many points he has blake alexander's number 10 2000 points tim wilkerson is number nine 2010 he's 90 back they reset him as well uh so jim campbell is in the number 11 spot he's 110 back blake alexander is 100 back Tim Wilkerson's number nine. He's 90 back. Cruz Pedregon is number eight. He's 80 back. Cruz, uh, Alexis DeJoy is in the number seven spot. She's, he, yeah, she's 70 back. In the number six spot, J.R. Todd is 60 back. John Force is number five. He's 50 back. Bob Tasca the third. He's 40 back. He's in the number four spot. In the number three spot, we got Matt Hagen. He's 30 back. Ron Caps is number two. In the number 20, he's he's 20 back. And Robert Height is sitting on the top right now. It's going to be shaking it up. Indy's points and a half as well, but they reset him after Indy. After they cross the finish line in top fuel, the points reset for everyone in the pro categories. So, and in the final way. Oh, also, before we put a period on, on Funny Car, uh, Ron Caps, we we said it already. Team owner, team owner. It's the first year he's doing that. Congratulations, man. That's that's incredible. That's amazing. Dreams do come true, folks. Don't stop believing, man. Stay. And I'm not even trying to be corny, but stay stay with it. You know, it's sometimes a long journey, but you got to stay with it. Stay with it. Dreams do come true. Brittany Forrest and Antron Brown. We got another team owner who's going to get the win. Antron, 33 on the line. <laughs> 3.706 at 321.65 to Brittany Forces, 3.74333 flat. 64 on the line, 33. That was the difference right there, right there. Brittany was coming up on him, though. 19 feet. That's within a, um, that's within that 30 feet. Antron had to run her down, but I mean he was out. He was out on her by a little bit. Brown is twenty-one and thirteen against Force in prior events. Brown is four and three against Force in prior events. Um, and wait, okay, in prior final rounds, I'm sorry. Uh, Brown with the starting line advantage, and he never trailed for the win. That's not something you can say. I got out on Brittany Force, and she never came around me. That's amazing. Brown's win is his second Wally this season. Second Wally for Antron Brown and 70th Wally in uh, 50. Oh, yeah, it's his 70 Wally total. 70th Wally total. That's amazing. And it's his 54th Wally in top fuel. 54. Wow. Let's not ever count Antron out, man. That Macos tool, Hankstifer, Sirius XM beats the Mac or beats the the vehicle of that Monster Energy. All things John Ford is going to get the win. 
he wins his fourth U.S. Nationals Wally and the second in top fuel. How about that? He's got four wins here. Two of them were in the bike class, in the pro stock motorcycle class, and two were in top fuel. One of those Wallys came while he was a team owner. I can't tell you how amazing that is for me being a, 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 a you know, man of color, a black man to see that. That is amazing. It, it's wonderful to see. Um, dreams do come true, folks. They really do. All right. Let's talk about the funny uh, the top fuel points. We got 12 here. Um, Austin Proc, number 12. Clay Millick is number 11. Tony Schumacher is number 10. Tony Schumacher, number 10. Number nine, we got Doug Kalitta. Sean Lang is number eight. Leah Pruitt is number eight, or is number seven. Antron Brown is number six. Josh Hart is number five. Steve Torrance, number four. In striking distance, within 40 points. Justin Ashley's number three. How about Justin Ashley? Mike Salinas, number two. And Brittany Forrest, number one. We got to go back to number five, though. Josh Hart. Josh Hart in the number five spot. 50 points back, man. I tell you what, I've been a Josh Hart fan since he made me a fan when he came out at his first U.S. Nationals and did what Daryl Russell did and won his debut race. Man, I tell you what, you can't tell me anything about the Technico. Uh, is it te it's not Techno, Technico. I'm, I'm thinking of old sponsors that used to sponsor other cars when I was younger and heard it a lot. Technet, Bernie's. R&L Carriers, that is a fabulous car, man. I tell you what, you're going to need to look at that car because when it rolls up to the line, we know what it can do now. And so with that, we've reached another end of the episode. We were going to talk about the video game. I'll just make a couple comments on the video game. Um, it's a very good start. And, and, and without being overly critical of it, I, I do like that they are continuing to support it. They're continuing to update it. They're listening to people that are playing it. They're watching the reviews. That's good. Uh, we we deserve a better product. Uh, so that's good that they're continuing to to uh, improve it. It is a very solid game. I think a lot of the work was in was put into the story mode. But I think there could be a lot uh, there could be a lot more here. Quick races, like um, you know, more drivers. Um, so you know, there's. It, it's a good start there we're, we're going somewhere we have a game and that's cool uh, but i know i had to say something about the game because i've been screaming about it since they announced it and i knew i had to say something about it on this episode um so we got a race this weekend and the countdown has begun folks at maple grove so we all know that's a fast racetrack <laughs> so I'm excited to see. Let me make sure I didn't lie to you. Hold on. Hold on. One second. I don't think I did. I don't think I did. But I want to make sure that I told you the right race. Because if so, I'm gonna be I'm gonna listen back and go, that's not, that's not the that's not the race that I needed to say. But anyway, um Okay, one second, one second. Yes, here we go. Yes, I was right. Pep boys. Is sponsoring that race. Uh, I love the involvement of Pep Boys. I mean, it's completely changing the, the scope of the sport. It really is. 
So that's very good. Um, and we got a Pep Boys top fuel car, Mike Salinas. So I think that's really, really, really cool. So I'm excited to take pictures and, vid and great videos of it in, in a couple weeks here. So we got Maple Grove this weekend. And uh, I tell you what, it's going to be fast. It's going to be fast. So with that, I thank you for paying, paying attention and, and, and sticking with me and, and having a good time with me. I hope you did. Uh, I sure have a, had a good time. Uh, so with that, we're gonna. I'm gonna be back at you next week, and we're gonna be. I'm gonna be breaking down um, Maple Grove. So we'll see what we get, and uh, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a good time. So we'll see you next week. Bye bye.